Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040, WHO. Hey, everybody. Travis Justice, Ross Peterson with you on the pregame podcast edition of the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Don't forget, everybody, uh, to check out the live stream of the Iowa Hawkeyes taking on the Purdue Boilermakers this weekend on the iHeartRadio app. So nice, Travis. We don't have to deal with those phone calls anymore. It used to be, you know, the phone would ring during the, uh, the broadcast of the game, and people were wondering why they were listening to money talk or whatever it would be. Now they're actually going to hear the iHeartRadio broadcast or the Learfield broadcast on iHeartRadio. I think this is an awesome thing for us. What's really cool is it's going to be the pregame show. It's going to be the game. It's going to be sound off. It's all going to be all sorts of good stuff. So again, stream the game. Or if you don't have the iHeartRadio app, we encourage you to get it. You can always go online to whoradio.com backslash listen and check out the game streaming there. Of course, the Hawks taking on Purdue, a team that's uh, been down on its luck the last couple of weeks. In fact, Ross, uh, the last couple of years against the Hawkeyes, if Iowa's won four straight against the Boilermakers. Yeah, Travis, you you remember when this was a really good rivalry. I do. You know, yeah. and, the, and I'm... I remember this also. Purdue is not that far off, I don't think. And they, we've kind of seen them go up and down throughout the season this year. And this is a team that can come up and bite you. They might only be, uh, what are they, uh, four and six on the season, I believe. This is a team that can show up. And they haven't done it a lot this year. They've had wins over some pretty bad teams with uh, Minnesota and Illinois. But they've played tight. They went to Camp Randall, lost by just eight. Uh, they played Michigan in a game that was closer than that score looked. They played Northwestern in a 10-point game at Northwestern. These same teams that the Hawkeyes struggled against, uh, Purdue has played pretty close. So I don't want to put this one in pen yet as a big win for the Hawkeyes, but I do I, I do give the advantage to the Hawks. I think right now Vegas has it 7.5, 8 points, something like that. Are you ready for this? I And this kind of shocks me. Since 1980, Purdue's only won seven times, and there's been what? a tie in there. Since 1980 against the Hawks? Yes. That's staggering. I, I would have never guessed that. I know. I'm a, I am was a little shocked by it. Wow. I'm pretty sure my math is correct. You know, we just did the Hawk Central uh, show with the guys from the Des Moines Register, yeah. and uh, you and I viewed the game a little bit differently. I think we both had it a little closer, but I had it higher scoring. You have it lower scoring. Why, why is that? Buddy, I think I've lost some faith in this uh, Iowa offense, uh, you know, and I'm I'm trying to decide in my head. I think this Purdue team looks a lot more like Illinois, Minnesota, than it does Northwestern, Penn State, Ohio State, um, Wisconsin. And Ohio State obviously was a win for the Hawks. But this this Purdue team does seem to be a lot more like that lower tier of the Big Ten, those teams that the Hawkeyes have beat up on. But this offense has been so inconsistent, Travis. And, uh, you know, I'm, I keep going back to last week. I really am trying to give as much credit as I can to that Wisconsin 3-4 because we saw Nate Stanley have some time in the pocket and just not be able to get open receivers. So I've got to give that back to the coverage. Purdue does not have that great of a defense against the pass. 
and that's one of the things that the Hawkeyes have been able to uh, exploit. Ohio State's a great example. When teams come in focused on stopping the run, and that's one of their strengths, the Hawkeyes are able to move the ball through the air. I just didn't, after last week, I'm too shell-shocked to come out and say, this Hawkeye team's going to hang a... You know, thirty-five points on Purdue. That's about what you see, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had him. I have Iowa winning thirty-eight, thirty-one. Okay. Uh, you know, Purdue's going to throw the ball around. They average about two hundred forty-six yards a game through the ground. Uh, they they do a pretty good job against the run defensively, one hundred thirty-nine yards per game. But at the end of the day, what matters is wins and losses. Uh, they they've been on a losing streak, and you know, scoring wise, they're not putting up a lot of very even. I mean, Iowa scores twenty-seven points a game. Purdue twenty-four. Uh, Iowa gives up twenty a game. Purdue gives up 19 a game. Um, so it, it, I guess it depends on what Iowa team shows up. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> Both sides of the ball, by yeah. the way. You know, that defense got a lot of praise over the last couple of weeks, and some of it very warranted. I think last week they got a little bit of a pass. I think Josh Jackson's two pick sixes make that defense look a hell of a lot better than they actually played against Wisconsin. Uh, and as I'm looking at this Purdue offense, they're not exactly a team that's built for those big plays, Travis. They're a team that uh, has had success with those kind of Iowa type of methodical drives. They've had a couple of big plays, you know, a 60-yard touchdown here and there. But outside of that, nothing major for this offense. That does play well for this Hawkeye defense. They're kind of built uh, for that also. You know what I mean? They're not going to allow those big plays. They're going to make you work within the space that they give you. So I could see this. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm seeing more like a 21-17 type game. And even with that, I, I, I think you're going to need some help from the defense with that. You know, last week against Wisconsin, they didn't go to the tight ends and attempt till the third quarter. Here's a stat that blows me away that may even makes me even more frustrated that they waited so long. So Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson have combined for 43 receptions this season. Among the 43, all but six have resulted in a touchdown or a first down. Wow. That's incredible. So you're not just having – I mean, you're having real success going to yes. these guys. It's and, not, and I think you and I agree, you have to establish the run. I'm not saying you get away from the run, but those are, those are big-time players for you. Travis, that's what you're going to have to do Saturday because this Boilermaker defense it, it is built to stop the run. So you're, you're going to have to – get outside of that game plan. Again, I, I you could see a little bit more of a game plan like we saw against Ohio State, that without a doubt those tight ends are your obvious mismatches here. You've got to exploit that, and you've got to do it earlier in the game than you tried against Wisconsin. I mean, even don't even go to completions. Go to targets for yeah. those tight ends. They weren't there in enough numbers or early enough in that game plan, and those are the dudes that you have that are the mismatches on this team. Don't forget, it's the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off pregame podcast. Uh, before the game, during the game, after the game, make sure to eat Jethro's because Jethro's serves really, really good meat. I went out there Monday night, Travis. You just can't had, get enough, can I you? We have this. it on Saturday. You're like, got to go have some more Jethro's. We went. Uh, we had our uh, football Friday night because Jethro's Barbecue also sponsors our football Friday night high school coverage here on KXNO. So we had all of our correspondents, Josh Laffelholz and Joe Stacy. We met out at Bacon Bacon. Um, man, it was fantastic. One of the things we've been missing out on, are you a fried pickle guy? Oh, I love fried pickles. Now, are they the pickled chips or the spears? Pickled chips. Okay. Are you okay with that? Yeah, but yeah, I'm wondering, because we have our food delivered, and I'm not bragging oh, yeah. whether they would they travel keep. as well. Because, you know, when they come right out of the fryer, oh, buddy. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I get exactly what you're saying. Cause I actually ordered a side of them on uh, like an appetizer yeah. and then got them as one of my sides also. <laughs> so then I shared with everybody, with all the guys from the Jethro's Football Friday Night crew, gave all of them some of the appetizer uh, pickle chips, and then Eli and I dove through the, the sides. I did the burnt ends. I've tried to tell you the last couple of weeks, man. They brought us some of those burnt ends like three yeah. weeks ago. Now I'm hooked on them. They, this, the burnt ends are in like a sweet, savory sauce. It's a little bit different than their other Jethro's yeah. barbecue sauces. They're amazing. You know, we talk about the the, the barbecue, but uh, you and I were on a Parmesan chicken finger um, um, kick, and I, I wanted to tell everybody to eat that the buffalo ones, too, because they got a nice little zip to them. You had so, those a few weeks ago, and yeah. you've been raving about I, I them. I ate the whole damn thing. I didn't share them. <laughs> I got this whole side appetizer. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm bloated. I'm watching the Hawks beat Ohio State eating these. But I got buffalo sauce all over my face. So I'm bringing the buffalo ones back this week because that was my good luck charm. They beat Ohio State. They're going to beat Purdue with that. I like that idea, man. So if 100%. you take anything away from this podcast, though, the, the, the most important thing you need to take away from this podcast is that you can listen to it by streaming yeah. on the iHeartRadio app. I mean, that, that is the most important. Well, listen, there's only this is a new thing for us. It we, is. For three, four years now, we've been dealing with people that call in. And, Travis, we also get it a lot right when we're getting ready to start sound off because, essentially, our board operator hey, has Dave to— Dave Ramsey's yeah, on! Yeah, exactly. They've got to turn <laughs> off Dave Ramsey and turn on sound off. No more of that. There's none of these hurdles— uh, Learfield has finally kind of jumped on board with us on this thing, and they're allowing us uh, unfettered access. And that's the way it always should have been. It's going to be great for our listeners. It is the iHeartRadio app, or go to whoradio.com backslash listen. you got the Hawkeyes coming up 2.30 against Purdue. I mean, we're on until 10 on yes, Saturday. Yes. Okay, you're we right. may discuss the merits of the traveling Wilburys, <laughs> or we may move on to the Jackson 5. Was Tito the most talented? I don't know. Ooh. Or Jermaine. Ooh. Well, I you know, I think it was probably Michael. Or, or we could talk about the, you know, the Spice Girls. I, I, I don't know. You never know where Sound Off is going to go. Well, okay, Travis. So on Sound Off, how many bowl game questions do we get? Win or lose? Well, and I, I, I think Chad Lystico in the uh, on the Hawk Central podcast did a good job breaking it down for us. And I think it comes down to, uh, well, just the bowl game. You've got the Holiday Bowl, the the Music City Bowl, or the Pinstripe Bowl. But how many times do we get that phone call? Oh my God, a lot. I think a we lot. get four bowl game conversations that happen on Saturday. Four. And then next week after Nebraska, it might be every other call asking us about where the Hawks end up. Where are the Hawks going to play? Nashville. What are the chances the Hawks play in the Rose Bowl? None. I'm just, Zero. Uh, I've been following this team every other week, and I'm <laughs> curious. You guys been doing sound off since September, and you haven't mentioned the bowl games once. <laughs> You laugh because... But it's true. (laughs) I laugh because it's true. Those old hosts would have talked about the bowl games long time ago. Trav, what do you think happens in this Big Ten race? Uh, Wisconsin has... An interesting road to kind of wrap things up. Well, they're in, so they're going to play for the title. I, I, I think it's going to be Ohio State and Wisconsin for the championship. And then I think Wisconsin's going to win. That put Wisconsin in the college football playoff? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. No, no, no doubt about it. No, I think I'm with you on every step of that, man. It'll, uh, you know, I'd like to see Wisconsin put a fight up against whoever they are, whoever they see in the West there in, that, uh, in early December. So that'll be I, fun. I mean, as a West, since I was in the West, don't we have to want them to win? Don't we want the West team to win? I think it gives validity to the division. Listen, I, and that's, I normally don't go for this stuff, Travis. I just, I feel like Wisconsin is that Iowa team from a couple years yeah. ago. You know, they've just been. 
They've beat everybody in front of them, and people are still picking on them. They're still sitting on the outside looking in in this uh, college football playoff picture. So I absolutely want to see them go in, shut up Ohio State, shut up some of these national critics. And then the most important thing is they can't lay an egg in the college football playoff. Can't go in and get beat by 60 by Alabama or something like that in the opening round. He's Ross Peterson. I'm Travis Justice. Make sure to join us on Saturday for the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off right after the football game on News Radio 1040 WHO. We are scheduled to be on from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Of course, you can listen to the game on News Radio 1040 WHO and also streaming on the iHeartRadio app or at whoradio.com. We'll talk to you Saturday on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. World famous ribs on two. Ready? Break. Down, set, Jethro's, Jethro's, hot, hot. Jethro's Barbecue, your game day tailgate headquarters. Jethro's Barbecue voted best barbecue in Des Moines, best wings in Des Moines, best nachos in Des Moines. Jethro's Barbecue, y'all come for the football and stay for the party. Jethro's Barbecue featuring world famous slow smoked ribs. Jethro's Barbecue, six convenient metro locations and now open in Ames, 1301 Buckeye Avenue, just off Duff.